Lord. Come and say, whoa, dreadlocks. Ay, 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 boom. Ay, 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 We went to a teacher's meeting. Me say me went to a teacher's meeting. And as I enter them, I fool me with greetings. Say as I enter them, I fool me with greetings. The first thing on the agenda of the meeting. They want to bring in man this new kind of teaching. They want to throw away out feet and inches. They want to bring in the metric system. This are the metric connection. Here, man, this are the metric connection. Welcome to Self-Proclaimed Intellectual. You've just got a smile and hang out with intelligent people. Welcome back, Travis. Hey, welcome to Self-Proclaimed Intellectual. I'm, I'm Adam Dreher. And I'm Travis Lane. We didn't do that on our last one. Yeah. Or next one, <laughs> depending on how we release these. <laughs> Probably next one, because that one's going to be... I, I'm, You know, we recorded it in the past, and so I want to be like, that one yep. was. But it's actually going to release in the future, so... That's true. The next one, it's Short awesome. Stories, is going to be great. It's be the best podcast you've listened to that day. Since this one. Hopefully. So speaking of podcasts, Travis... I was reading a magazine. I think it was Popular Science or Popular Mechanics, and um, it had a. I was reading a magazine on the last flight I was at to New York. I say that as if I like travel mm. a lot. You know, <laughs> yeah, you know, I just flew, talk to the producers and everything. I flew to New York this last week and you know review our quarterlies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, and it had like a four-page spread on podcasting. Okay, and how you can podcast. And oh, it was actually yeah. really depressing. Like, like we nailed most of it except for, you know, of course, the the microphones they recommend were like. Eight times the price of the ones we have. Uh, so I was like, is, sure. there, is somebody really going to buy this for their first podcast? But one of their sentences in their, one of their paragraphs was like, for every good podcast out there, there's at least 60 to 80 terrible ones. But no worries, because yours will be great. And I was like, <laughs> Crap! Not I exactly hope we're not playing the odds there. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I, I I already get overwhelmed when I go on iTunes and see all the podcasts. I was like, great. <laughs> now you just showed it to me even more. So. Why did you tell me this, Adam? Now hopefully, I'm just depressed. Hopefully, we are one of the ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. Great. Um, you know, have you ever heard uh, <clears throat> the idea that the term podcast is outdated? No. Because it hails from, you know, the, the iPod, but most people don't really use iPods anymore. So call me stupid or just realize the fact that I am self-proclaimed intellectual. I actually didn't know that's why it was called a podcast. Yeah, yeah. I, I looked into it, and maybe there's, you know, multiple theories, yeah, but I think yeah. the first use of the podcast was associated with the iPod. iPod. Yeah. Interesting. So, uh, you know, it's kind of a little bit of an antiquated term, yeah. like... You know, I I listen to my podcasts on my phone, and some people have even gone to they've even switched to using the term on demand radio. One of the podcasts I, I listen like to it. is yeah, it's it's clumsy. You know, podcast yeah. is. Just I think so... you should just stick with podcast. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's outdated. And I guess that's gonna maybe be a portion of this, but like it's the same way with the save icon. Yeah, the floppy disk, right? Uh, we talked about that before, how in my class mm-hmm. at the beginning of the year, I show kids that actual one. They say, that's what that actually means. And they're like, what the heck is that? <laughs> they just know it as a save icon. Uh-huh. And yep. they're never going to change that because it's so ingrained. So no, podcast, it'll always be podcast. All right, good. Well, we'll stick with that. Yep. But uh, today's show is going to be over some things that maybe we don't feel should just keep going the way that they've always been. So today's episode is called Outdated, and as you may guess from the title and from our clever intro, so (laughs) clever, um, 
It's about things that uh, measurements or systems or whatever that are no longer really useful in the intent that they're, uh, you know, employed in, I guess. Yep. So we've got three things that we want to talk about that kind of suck for what they are trying to do. But and, yet they're used. Yeah, and are, primarily. and are widely used. So yep. uh, let's jump into it. And Adam, Sweet. why don't you get us started? All right, our first one is going to be BMI. Which I don't like because technically, based off of BMI, I'm overweight. Oh yeah. But I'm okay with that. Pretty much everybody overweight. is. Yeah. That's all right. I think it just gives you a gives you motivation. You know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Here's what's not motivational. Okay. So what we're talking about first is BMI or body mass index. I guess we should have said what that means. Yeah. And uh, so the, the scale is you calculate your BMI. It's your weight divided by your height squared, and if you do it in English units, so pounds over square inches, you got to multiply by 703. Uh, and if your BMI is less than 18.5, you're underweight. If it's 18.5 to 25, normal weight. 25 to 30, overweight. And over 30, obese. Yep. So technically, following the BMI calculation, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is obese. I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. It's it all goes straight to his chest and thighs. <laughs> He's definitely obese. Obesely ridiculous. Obese. <laughs> I don't know what the O stands for. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, so the Rock's BMI is thirty four point three. Okay. His buddy Vin Diesel, uh, you know, from Fast and Furious, is twenty seven point one. So he's overweight. Pause. I just read a fact about Vin Vin. Di- <coughs> about Mr. Diesel. Um, are you a fan of him? Yeah, sure. I'm a bit of, I have a bit of a man crush on him. <laughs> All right. Um, so you picture Vin Diesel as <clears throat> manly, tough guy. Is he Is he a brony? I don't know. Is he? Is he a brownie? <laughs> brony. <laughs> Bros that are into My Little Pony? No, but close. He's, uh, you know, cars and, you know, has, what was it, the X movie? Yeah, Triple X, yeah. Oh, that was good. Anyways, <laughs> um, he's very into uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, nice. I saw a picture online of his, uh, and this made me a little sad, like his 40-something birthday, 43rd, 46th birthday. He's 40-something. Wow. He didn't seem like it. I hope I'm that awesome when I'm in my 40s. Yeah. But uh, his, his birthday cake was a Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's just, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> huh. I didn't think you had themed birthday cakes at 43. If you're in Diesel, you can have them as long as you want. Why not? Is it just a matter of cost, you know? Or, or it's why? just a matter of general awesomeness. I guess so. I guess so. You got <laughs> nothing better to do in between yeah. movies. So. That has nothing to do with BMI. D&D Maybe cake. and cakes. Yeah. Cakes, yeah. You got to eat to get big, That's man. That's right. If you eat a lot of cake and you play Dungeons & Dragons nonstop, you will <laughs> You'll probably have Vin a high B. <laughs> there you go. That's his workout routine. This could go one of two ways for you. <laughs> uh, okay, so so BMI. Here's why it sucks. And we're going to have this section for all three of the things that we bring you today. So BMI was invented in 1832. Um, and just for the record... In 1830s, uh, medical doctors still performed bloodletting, so maybe we, we really shouldn't trust the medical prowess of people from the 1830s. That you aside, know, I actually do think on a semi-regular basis how thankful I am to be in this age. Now, I understand people from in 400 years from now will probably think I the know. same thing about us. They're gonna be like, I, they actually had to cut people open to <laughs> yeah. do surgeries? I, know, I was thinking about that with teeth the other day. I was like, God. My dad tells me stories of when he was a kid, his like uncle was a dentist, and they didn't have painkillers. They just went there and did stuff 
I was like, oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah, uh, actually, as I was looking up for this, in the 1830s or 18... It was like in the mid-18th century, they started using ether for anesthesia. Yeah. It was interesting. Yeah. I'm, and they just so... hit you with that stuff and KO <laughs> you, man. That's okay, I guess. <laughs> yeah, anyways. Um. Yeah, so... so um, but you know what? Right now it's 2000 and effing 15. Yeah, man. And we're going to bash on the 1830s like nobody's business. Yeah. What a bunch of imbeciles. Those animals. Man. All right. Primitives. So even, even at the time of the invention of BMI, it wasn't actually intended as a measure of obesity. Uh, it was a statistical tool for studying populations. So uh, when the now standard equation for BMI was published in July 1972 by Ansel Keys... I feel like you just have to enunciate that name. Yeah. Ansel Keys. Ansel Keys. He specifically stated, I think it's a he. It could be, I guess you know, we don't know, yeah. Ansel. Hansel. So hot right now. <laughs> uh, I just did the best impersonation of uh, Blue Steel. You just couldn't see it. Oh, man. <laughs> I'll do it again. Ready? It's it's Magnum. <laughs> Uh, we're really getting off topic. This, on this is one. good. Yeah, it's because we were on script for the next episode. <laughs> for the next episode. So when it was uh, officially codified in a medical journal, the guy or gal that published it, uh, Ansel Keys, Ansel, uh, specifically stated that it was to be used to study populations and was not appropriate for individual evaluation. Yep. Um. Yeah. <coughs> So, I feel I wish I had a list of that, but I think there's a lot of things like that. The original purpose of them has been completely skewed. Sure, it's like, now. hey, here's this for that, and they're like, oh, but we can use that here. Yeah, there's a lot of things like that in education world that we use for testing and for and for you know tracking. That's it, it was not meant for that, but yeah. it's just handy and quick and simple. Yeah. So yep, yep. Which when, you've, when, this. when all you've got is a hammer, every problem looks like a nail, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so why is BMI still in use? That's a good question. Well, for one, it's, <laughs> it's super easy. it's super easy to calculate. Yep. Uh, you can, anyone can throw their height and weight in and get yep. your BMI really quickly. Uh, probably people don't really understand what it really means or why it sucks. Wow. We're trying to help people. We're trying to help <laughs> advance our culture, and unfortunately, it's become integral in a lot of health assessments for various industries. So, uh, insurance agents at MetLife began using BMI to assess health levels in the early 20th century. Uh, the U.S. government started using it in 1980 for individual health assessment, yeah. and even some doctors still use it as a as a quick assessment tool. Uh, yeah, it's a well, see, that's the problem. Is like you know you get somebody who maybe is a little overweight or wants to become healthier and starts starts uh, exercising, and they just use BMI because it's easy and it's quick. Yeah, and they don't have the understanding that it's not. I could be wrong, maybe you disagree with me, but I, mean, I think I, I think it could still be partially kind of beneficial as just a quick tool for some people to at least get an idea. But with the understanding that it is nothing more than a very, very, very general. Yeah, yeah. I think I think at the like extreme ends of the spectrum, like your BMI is over fifty, it's probably not yeah. pure muscle. Well, and I, and that's and that's my I guess my my faultiness and thinking that most people have common sense because I think most people would understand that the rock is pure muscle. And so he's going to weigh a <laughs> right. little more. Right. And I guess I assume that I'm, most I'm people have the same BMI as Vin Diesel. <laughs> yeah. But you don't have his pecs. <laughs> oh, I wish I had his pecs. Um, 
Just the pecs, though. In jars. Nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, you know, that's, that's, I, and I had assumed that most people by now had seen the memes where I have five pounds of fat next to five pounds of muscles mm-hmm. and the difference there. Yeah. So I guess in my mind, people should have just known. Like, you, you understand that it, it's, it's not real accurate and there can be differences and stuff like that, but I don't, I don't think there is. So yeah. maybe yeah. we should just get rid of it. If, if you're, if you're that severely out of shape, <laughs> you're, uh, you know, hearing a number from your doctor probably isn't going to scare you into yeah. getting in better shape. Yeah. It's more likely going to be something else, but. And there's a chance of you hearing that that number is actually incorrect. And then you just kind of get on the bandwagon of, Oh, right. So like, I'm actually kind of healthy. So like, it doesn't oh, really well, matter. Oh, well BMI. <laughs> so I'm going to eat this whole cake. <laughs> <laughs> BMI is BS. So mm-hmm. who cares? And <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> and, you know, eat this cake and play some D and D, yeah. and maybe I'll eventually just become Vin Diesel. Bam. <laughs> Fine. Uh, Good luck. Yeah. So, uh, what should we use instead? <clears throat> Waist to height ratio. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but tell us more. You're correct. <laughs> well, that's that's actually, um, as far as I could, I looked into, is pretty self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. It's the waist to height ratio. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's, it's so it's just as easy. I think I saw on the upper end, you're you're considered overweight or obese if your waist is your your waist circumference is more than fifty percent of your height. Yeah, and uh, that that doesn't make so much sense because you know you have the classic old person coming up to you and saying, "I'm not growing anymore. I, I'm growing wider, not taller," <laughs> right. and you know that kind of thing. And then you can you can picture. I didn't look up their stats or if, what it says, but uh, you know, the, Vin Diesel and, the, and Dwayne. I'm pretty sure they're like a waist. 20 inch yeah. waist. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. exactly. Um, so waist size is a good one, but that's uh, got to be like a legit waist size, not sucking in. Yeah, sure. That's the thing. <laughs> I don't know if the way they measure your waist size, I don't know if it's a part that you can suck in. Like, I don't know if it's up more, mm. like, kind of under your ribs where you can't, like, suck in the belly because as much. maybe this, this is just me, but do you ever have... Okay, it's going to be a total offshoot here. You ready for this? Yeah. Do you ever have those days when, like, you really start thinking about something, and the more you think about it, the more you can't stop? Like, like my mouth. Like, if you ever wonder, what position is my mouth when I'm relaxing. And yes. then you start thinking about, oh, now I have to hold it there. Uh-huh. But you don't do that normally. Uh-huh. The same way with my waist. When I start thinking, okay, am I sucking in or letting out? And how far is letting out? Is it actually letting out? And when does it become pushing out? Yeah, no, and I so get you. I, I think if somebody were to measure my waist for this, like I'd be totally double guessing, am I sucking in or letting out? Like, right. what am I doing? Is this right. my natural state? <laughs> I don't know what it's supposed to be. And this is going to change everything for me. So. Your brain uh, selectively ignores your nose. You can always see it. Yeah. Nice. Are you seeing your nose right now? I can now. That's nice. Yeah, so so you people enjoy that. You're driving along, and you're like, oh, my gosh, I can see my nose. It just grew. <laughs> and then, and then I told a lie. If you get in a wreck, uh, self-proclaimed intellectuals is not responsible for any damages. <laughs> you have to say that a lot faster. That's right, and, and real quietly. Self-proclaimed intellectuals, not individuals. No, I'm, no, it's not what I'm doing. No. I can't do it. <laughs> it's not what we're about. Uh, so waist size is one that we think could replace BMI. And yep. uh, the other is body fat percentage. Uh, the problem with that is that it is a little bit more difficult to measure because there's a couple different ways. Like there are the, the electrical impulse things, mm, or there yeah. are the calipers where you you know measure your arm, waist, yeah, butt, something. But I think that's great too. And I mean, because it's almost I mean, it's a, it's a bit of a shaming embarrassment because you get those calipers out and they pinch your belly fat. You're like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, crap. <laughs> And then they're like, oh, I'm going to have to get the extra large calipers on this one. The XL calipers. <laughs> That's your – don't even – if you need to buy the XL calipers, yeah. just – unless it's for your massive bicep. 
Yeah. Vin Diesel looking at you. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, body fat percentage yep. is is good because and not only does it uh, just like waist size, not only does it say when you weigh too much, uh, you know, if your body fat percentage is too high, it also goes for too low. Like yep. an athlete should be at a certain body fat percentage, yep. and if you're below that, then it's unhealthy as well. Yeah. Which is what you, know, you see all those guys in the, or women in those skimpy outfits on the the muscle mm-hmm. man shows. Those people are dangerously low. And yeah. Do that. They do that only for a few weeks, if I understand correctly, or for a week. Right. They, right. they really push that last minute or two to really get that body fat off and that mm-hmm. water fat off, and yep. then they go back to under it, so. under professional uh-huh. competitor rules yeah. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also got resting heart rate. Did you see that one? Oh, okay. Yeah. So for cardio, uh-huh. which I think is interesting because I don't know if you've seen a lot of it, but there's definitely that huge movement right now of uh, body acceptance. Yeah, okay. a lot of people saying I can be big and healthy, um, and I'm not going to get in there right now. Which way I am, but sure. the resting heart rate I think would be one of those things that is kind of a, you know, good indicator of that. Mm-hmm. Because if you think you really are healthy, how then, hard is your body having uh-huh. to work to sustain itself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's so that, a good one, yep. dude. A story about that. So Uh-oh. at my work. Um, we always have these yearly health review things where they measure heart rate and blood pressure and all really? that jazz. Yeah, hmm. yeah. So, uh, guy I used to work with. Does, was are there like, any consequences? Like, what actually happens? Like, if you're severely nah, obese nah. and out of shape, do they just like oh, okay? They keep fire work? you. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so there's a guy that I used to work with that was super athletic would run. I mean hundreds of miles a week like the guy was just crazy crazy runner super skinny you could tell uh always working out and running and stuff and they uh they measured his heart rate at rest yeah and it was like 40 beats per minute or something (laughs) super super low and so they they told him they were like uh yeah your your heart rate's a little weak you should probably exercise more you might be dead (laughs) (laughs) we were like dude (laughs) what the heck so from that point on we just made fun of the the assessment because it's like really so it's part of this application you can measure the right thing and get the wrong impression too but we should talk about numbers and how people use them wrong Oh, wait, we did. Oh, snap. Bam. Hailing back to a previous episode. Episode six. Oh, Actually, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> we always talked about six. That was the, the audio one. Oh, what was the it. statistics? That, that was a good one, though. I was proud yeah. of that one. So. Yeah. All right. So BMI, good for populations, bad for you. Yeah. Go well, get some calipers, one. man. They're like less than $10. Pinch yourself. Pinch yourself. Pinch yourself. Next time your wife asks you, do I look fat in these pants? Get out the calipers and <laughs> Just check. out the calipers. Be objective about it. You Let me see if you look fat. Wrong. According to the calipers, <laughs> you do. According to science. According to science, you're overweight. And according to science, I'm sleeping on the couch. <laughs> I like the couch. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So BMI sucks. Yeah, What's next? Uh, next is kind of a... I don't know if if you if there are, if there were something that was outdated that's cliche cliche, I just lost that Cliche. <laughs> Clichely outdated. It's this one, um, the standard system, the metric system. Mm. Should America get the metric system? Mm. Well, <coughs> check this out, Adam. Yeah. America already has the metric system. That's what I was saying. It's it's, it's been adopted legally and sanctioned already. That's right. So yep. in, in 1866, President Andrew Johnson made his biggest contribution to American history by making it legal to employ metric measurements in all contracts, dealings, or court proceedings. And was it was – it, do you have – I was reading about in the 70s. Was there kind of a – not necessarily a push, but a – Yeah. Some – 
so what some, I, some laws and some stuff that came out that kind of what I wrote down was in 1988 Congress passed the Metric Conversion Act which made the metric system quote unquote the preferred system of weights and measures for the United States trade and commerce yeah. but it wasn't yeah so that was kind of a response to this movement in the 70s to like globalization yeah. and everyone else yeah. is doing it you know peer pressure USA and we were like nah we're the USA we do our own thing for no reason <laughs> You know, one of the things I read um, and some of the reasons back and forth was that the simple fact that for a long time, um, America was strong enough to force to force our measurement on other people. Yeah. You know, for the longest time, we were so powerful that that's just America. Measure it our way. And that's what they had to do. And now I feel it's kind of slipping away. That's, that's America's that. tagline, man. Yeah. The United States of America. Measure it. <laughs> United States of America. <laughs> You don't measure up. <laughs> bigger is better, right? Something exactly. about Texas. I don't know. Yeah. Inches are better than centimeters. They're bigger. Yeah, by 2.54 times. Yep. I know that. <laughs> Out of research for this, or are you that much of a nerd that you already knew that? I knew that. Oh, I've worked, so, so I'm an aerospace engineer, you know, by mm, day, you know, a podcaster by night. So yeah. uh, I have worked on the Airbus programs, which yeah. use metric, and Boeing programs, which yeah. use English. And, oh, that's fun. Yeah, so I've I've seen both. Uh, huh. Yeah, so so some of the problems with leaving the English measurement system. Okay. Um, short story. In July twenty third, nineteen eighty three. Air Canada, Flight 143, mm-hmm. uh, a.k.a. the Gimli Glider, not the dwarf. Nope. <laughs> uh, Gimli is a place. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, basically, the ground crew uh, filled the airplane the proper number of gallons of fuel, yeah. only in they liters. did it in liters. Yeah. Uh, so they ran out of fuel mid-flight, and they coasted and landed on a drag strip. With it's, nobody injured. Kind of cool, but... It was a know. good thing it was a glider. But let's not... <laughs> right. Yeah. The, the pilot was like a super professional glider. Yeah. So it probably saved lives. Oh, absolutely. Way to go, Captain of the Gimli Glider. Way to go, man. You're the man now. Yeah, there's lots of things like that. Uh, there's... Uh, whoops. There's one... Um, this, what, what, what space... Mission was it? Yeah, yep. the the Mars Climate Orbiter, yeah. uh, which was September 1999, crashed because the software that they were controlling from in headquarters was in English units, uh, and not the metric specified in the contract. Oh, nice. Well, and I was reading too that uh, DoD, NASA, and many others are almost fully converted to metric, mm-hmm. which that's one of those frustrating things to me as a. An educator, because we do teach metric and standard, mm-hmm. but you know we're, we're always telling our kids, you know, NASA and space and all these kind of things. Yeah, like, big things kids should strive for to be an astronaut and do these cool things. But we're still stressing the standard units and then what they're going to have to use primarily when they become um, career people is metric. Yeah, doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, and there's there's the argument of. Uh, you know, not only inconvenience, but cost. Like, oh, yeah. we'd have to change out all the signs. It costs a lot. But uh, the way I see it is those signs get replaced fairly frequently anyway. Yes. Why not just incorporate metric on top of and it? And if you were to preach cost to me as a reason not to do that, let's just go ahead and go through the American budget and see what kind of things we spend on <laughs> right. ridiculous right. things anyways. Well, and... and uh, that's one of the. That's definitely one of the the few websites I got on with, you know, proponents of keeping the standard system, keep quoting the cost. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why you couldn't just even just kind of grandfather it in when signs need to be replaced. Put both of them on there, or put you know I don't think just changing it to metric 
straight up. Sure. You couldn't do it overnight. Too many people right, had an issue with right. it. I Agreed. saw a picture online the other day. Uh, I think it was France or somewhere. A picture of the first day after the country decided to switch the sides of the road <laughs> to drive on. And it was just like this mess of people and cars going everywhere. And it was just like a complete junk. And so oh, that's what man. happened. If we just switched the metric, we'd have people speeding. We'd have people. It would be a mess. That's so it'd have true. to be a gradual thing. Man, the sides of the road thing seems like so much bigger of a deal, though. Because like, your car already has kilometers per hour. See, Mine doesn't. Really? Yeah. Which I was oh, wow. when researching this, I was driving down the road. We've got a, a VW a Jetta, and it's only got miles per hour. On wow. It. And you'd think so German. So I know. German. Which surprised me because I had always thought that like every car had. Wow, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Huh. I wonder if it's certain brands or if it's just your Maybe. car is is. Well, it's defective. VW and they're all like fancy and stuff, and so they probably didn't want. We don't want to clutter up our cluster. Right, we can't, with we can't waste the kilometers. time. So, Americans don't use it anyways. So, uh, so. <laughs> There, there would definitely be cost to switching, but there would, you know, when we talk about disasters like the Air Canada 143 and the Mars Climate Orbiter, there are also costs associated with staying the same. Yeah. You know, things that go wrong because we're converting, or yeah. frankly, just extra costs because we have to. Anytime we do business in Europe or Asia, we have to convert it for them, uh-huh. um, or they have to convert it. You know, if we give them English, in uh, you know, I think that. It's not a as much of a one-time cost, but I think that there are probably recurring costs yep. due to not changing over to what everybody else does. I think on this on this one too, it's very much just a, the very classic American, very classic old school. We don't want to change. I, it's it'd be a huge thing. It takes some process. A hundred years from now, um, people will be like. This is the smartest thing we've ever done. And, right. You know, looking back, it would have been great, but it it would be hard for a lot of people. I think. Right. So, uh, I do want to talk about why the English system sucks. There's definitely some, <laughs> some peer pressure into, you yeah. know, the rest of the world uses it. It would be super helpful if we just... Who started this system? The English system? <clears throat> I'm not sure. It's the English, it's, right? It's, got it's, not, kind an, of it's a, not actually an American system. Right. So, yeah. it's, it's got kind of a, an agricultural history, and that's what I want to read. Instead of giving you facts for why it sucks, I want to read to you some of these units. Okay. A unit of length... A poppy seed, which is a quarter or maybe a fifth of a barley corn. A barley corn, which is a third of an inch. Uh, and then a finger, which is seven-eighths of an inch. And then an inch, you know, which a lot of these reference, which is legally the, the length of three three barley corns. Hmm. I'm gonna start using that in class. So, so <laughs> he wants that a, barley corn. There's a ton of these, and some of them you can see has uh, practical application in like an agricultural society. Yeah. So, for instance, an acre, a measurement of area, yeah. um, which is one chain in width by one furlong in length. That means nothing. <laughs> but um, traditionally, an acre is said to be as much area as could be plowed in one day. Okay. So you kind of get a sense of, you know, somebody's estate if I have four acres of yeah. land. Oh, okay. So it, it takes you four days, four days to, to, to cover your entire land, yeah. you know. Uh, that's that's pretty cool. Here's <laughs> these units crack me up. Here's a, a rood, R-O-O-D, one quarter of an acre. Uh, confusingly sometimes called an acre in many ancient contexts. Great, great. Uh, general units, a dram, which is 60 minim or drops or one-eighth of a fluid ounce. Yeah, so I feel <laughs> like I can just stop here and, you know, 
Oh, here we go. A dry goods, a dry hogshead, which is two kum, which is 64 dry gallons or a quarter of a dry ton. Hmm. So, Those hog heads. So these units. <laughs> I was just cracking up reading through these like, what in the world? There's so many. Uh, and they're all they're all so subjective. Um, a lot of them go back to, you know, some king literally measured his foot. Yeah. And eventually it became the standard. The standard. And it just doesn't make any sense. Well, there's a lot of other places that's weird. Like uh, if you talk about motors, um, horsepower is standard. But as far as like size is in liters, so yeah, it's, you know right. it's a four point oh, it's, it's right, four the liter the horsepower. Yeah. So there's a lot of mixtures in there. Football is uh, yards, but like your races, your track and field and stuff is in meters. So there's just a lot of yeah. it's 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 funny to me that people we, don't recognize how weird this is that we there is there doesn't seem to be a, a pattern to where we choose it for which one. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have you no, know, I do have them written down, but I wrote them very sloppily so I can't read them. But like for meanings of a ton. There's a displacement meaning for ton, and a refrigeration meaning, and a freight meaning, and a, there's just all these words just mean so many different things. Yeah. So, but that's English for you. Yep. <laughs> I guess. Uh, I, one of the things I found amusing on a, on a site that was for keeping a standard, and I, most of their arguments, I just kind of was like, really? Mm-hmm. But anyways, one of them was. To know more than one to know more than one language is very good for your brain. So to know more than one me- system of measurement is really good for you. I was like, I get what you're saying there, but in their <laughs> hand, they'll just jack us all up. Like, what if I were to write a book and every other line switched from Chinese and, Amer- and English? That's <laughs> right. not good. With, with no uh, system or no yeah. predictability. Yeah, we just got to yeah. change. Yeah. And I'll just change to German right. randomly, too, because right. it's good for you. Just for the People heck of People would it. just be like, screw this book. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> Yeah. So uh, I I am, by the way, in favor of switching over to the metric system. Over yeah, time, too. I don't think it's, yeah. you know, obviously we don't, like, need to do it tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I think, like you said, 100 years from now, we'll look back and be like, man, why did we ever hold on to that for so long? Yeah. So, yeah, metric system. Get on board. Yeah. It measures up. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> this is this is high-quality podcasting <laughs> is what this you is. You mean high-quality Live radio? On demand, on demand radio. radio. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so... But this time, let's make it sound a little more legit. So what do you guys do for, like, hobbies? We're actually, we actually start our own on-demand radio station. Yeah. That's not bad. Everybody does podcasts. We do on-demand radio. Yeah, by the way, if you're listening to this and you're in Wichita, Kansas, email the local NPR station, KMUW, yes. and be like, hey... Uh, you need to get these guys on the air. No, Doesn't no. matter if it's three in the morning. Okay, listen. <laughs> when you email, your address doesn't go through. I don't care if you're in the Wichita area or not. If you listen to us, email the Wichita, Kansas NPR radio station. In- info at kmuw.org. <laughs> yes. We're going to be on at like 2.30 in the morning right after the alien guy, but hey. But that's what we do, I too. Would totally you do. Know, yeah, exactly. 50% of the time. I'd stay up for it. I totally Once. would. <laughs> oh, yeah. You yeah. know, you know. Hey, long haul truckers need good intellectual entertainment, too. That's true. So, okay. Um, BMI sucks. English system sucks. What's we're, the third thing that sucks? We're kind of downers here, aren't we? Yeah, well. People are going to start thinking we're anti patriotic. Next episode, <laughs> we have all these positive podcasts yeah, exactly. or po- positive short stories for yeah. you. Yeah, we, we hate America. Metric system all the way and BMI. Actually, BMI is not really Nobody really American. cares about that either. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Oh, well. 
All right. Well, what about the the Dow Jones? The Dow Jones Industrial Average. Uh, so to prepare for this, I just pulled three titles from three relatively respected publications. Uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Average is ridiculous, says the Washington Post. Why the Dow Jones Industrial Average is useless, says the Motley Fool. Why do we still care about the Dow, says the New York Times. So, Adam, what do you know about the Dow Jones Industrial Average? Well, you know, part of being a self-proclaimed intellectual is knowing when to say, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but this is, I think this kind of proves your point because what do I know about the Dow Jones? Nothing. But what do I know about the stock market? Dow Jones. Bingo. There you, you know go. What I'm saying? I don't know anything about the stock market. I'm not a stocks guy. What do I know about it? Dow Jones. Sure, because it's... That's all uh, there is. Like, it is it. It's the stock market. Right, right. As far as I'm concerned. Because every time you turn on the news or every time they're like, the stock Bam, market, whatever, is. whatever, <clears throat> it's the top thing, right? Okay. Well, let's talk about... <coughs> Why it sucks. Because <laughs> that's what we're all about this week. We should turn it around and just focus more on why the other one is good. Right. This Bam. is why this one is so great. Body fat percentage is the man. Oh, man. Waste the height, baby. <laughs> Measure my skin fold. <laughs> just espousing the benefits of these things so hard. Uh, okay. So the Dow Jones Industrial Average. There are several reasons why it sucks. And I picked this one because... Uh, well, maybe because people don't understand what it is, but yeah. I think it has more reason for why it sucks than the other two. Okay. Um, so, number one, uh, it's only made up of 30 or so companies out of thousands that comprise the total stock market. Okay. Okay. Uh, the companies are more or less randomly selected. So, like, there's a committee, and, you know, they, they try hard. I'm sure that they do a really, really great job, but it's not by anything technical. It's not like... Yeah. Uh, so let me stop you there. Should we not? I mean, because should we not explain a little bit what Dow Jones is? It's not its own company. It's it's uh, yeah, it's an yeah, average okay. of how things are doing in general. Right. So yeah. what they're trying to do is they're trying all of these averages and indexes and stuff mm -hmm. are trying to say how the whole market is doing by looking at just a part of the market. And which can can really mess with people's minds because if that thing that's supposed to be all inclusive and tells us how everything is doing is going down, people in general are going to think. Poorly of it. Right. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Um, and there's obviously there's a lot more complexity than that just in general. Yeah. But even among indexes, the Dow Jones is is really bad. Okay. Um, so this is this is the big one. You know, the first being only thirty companies means that you don't really get a good representation. Like, yeah. One company can go up and it makes an impact on the Dow, but who cares? You know, the real stock market yeah. isn't just that one company. There's yes. thousands. Yeah. Um, so the biggest reason why it's bad is because it's based on share price and not company price or total company value. Now, this one we're going to pause to explain. Okay. Okay. So in June 2014, Apple split their stock seven for one, which means if you had, you know, on June or in May or whatever, you had one Apple share, we'll call it at $700. Okay. After they did the split, you would have seven shares at $100 a piece. Okay. It'd be the same total value, more shares, and a lower share price okay. per. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so shortly after the split, Apple was included in the Dow Jones Industrial Average for the first time. They hadn't mm -hmm. before. The reason why they weren't before was because they would have had too much impact on the Dow with their high share price. 
but the total company value was the same. So the split should have no impact on uh-huh. its weight. So let's let's do this another way. Adam, you yep. have one dollar. Okay? Yes. And you've got it in the form of one nice crisp dollar bill. Yeah. Me, I've got my dollar in a hundred pennies. Mm-hmm. Who has more money? I do. You do, according <laughs> to the Dow. Yes. Because it's based on a single unit of what you have, not the total value yeah. of what you have. So we could have the same total value, but the way the Dow was calculated, so you kinda, would have more impact. It's kind of shady, really. Yeah. And the, the, the funniest thing about the Dow to me is that they take all these companies and they put them together and then they divide them all, you know, because when you average, you have yep. to add everything up and then divide yep. them by something, by what they call the Dow divisor, which is like a 16-digit crazy number that basically comes out of thin air. Huh. So they can kind of, in some ways, make it whatever they want. <coughs> uh, when you find an average, don't you usually divide by the number of things included in the... You do, <laughs> unless you work at the Dow Jones Industrial <laughs> Average. Crap, because I've been, I've been teaching my kids the normal way. Maybe I should just start teaching them to re- divide by whatever the heck they want to make their answer appropriate. That's right. Okay, guys, fi- figure out what you got in your test. If you missed, you know... 23 out of 30, go ahead and divide it by something different so to kind of make that number more beneficial to you. And all of a sudden, you just got students with 2300s on your... <laughs> Bam! A really big grade boost. Lots of extra credit. Cut out cut out the questions that you got wrong and make them only worth a tenth of it and make the rest of them worth, you know, eight points each. Exactly. Exactly. Bam. Yeah. So so the Dow is pretty, is pretty bad. Um, why it's still in use... Just like what you said, people are familiar with it. So yeah. they think of the stock market and they think Dow Jones because it's the top number listed yeah. on every news station. Um, partially because uh, it's a big number. Yeah. It's got larger fluctuations than some of the better indexes. So it makes for news when you say the Dow is up 300 points today or down 500 points today. Um, oh. So think back to – man, this came up twice in the same episode. <laughs> the the statistics episode, uh-huh. the numbers versus percents. Yep. It's easy for the Dow to say you know these big gains as numbers, yeah. but as a percent, it's but the it's same as anything you're else. like, oh, the Dow Jones was up 0.03% today. Right. Who cares? Yeah. So, do you think we should completely get rid of Dow, or should we? Would it all? Would it be equally beneficial to just revamp it and make it accurate and purposeful? I think <coughs> that, uh, frankly, we should just get rid of it hmm. completely. Uh, there are better indexes that exist, and I'm going to tell you some of them. So, okay, the, the third reason why it's still in use is I think uh, I think that its flaws aren't known among you know the regular people that watch the news yeah. and aren't into stocks and investing and stuff. Now, not that I'm calling the people that work at Dow Jones or any of those people like lying scumbags or anything, but <clears throat> surely there, surely, surely, there's a surely that probably works there. Don't surely, surely. She's a nice, sweet, she's a sweetheart. But, she's um, great, man. Surely, she's a good job. they know the downfalls of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I and think that's one of those things to me, it's just so hard. It's like, how can you take it seriously and work there and, and, but know that issue, right? You're kind of a something, right? You know, I think I think that what they do in so I've listened to podcasts on this and I've watched interviews on this and I think you're right. Even the people at the Dow are like, look, <coughs> if you're basing your opinion on the stock market of the stock market on this average, uh, you shouldn't be. Yeah, but it's something that's you know it has some value if yeah. you understand the context. Yeah. It's just that most people don't. Huh. So. 
what should we use instead? I have two things for you. Is there any like measuring of wastes? That's exactly the CEO's waste size. <laughs> if it gets bigger, that means he's making more because he's eating more and he's eating better. They so. actually measure the wallet. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, like yeah. in Seinfeld. Are you a Seinfeld person? No, man. And George Costanza. There's a whole episode about George Costanza's wallet, and he had one of those really thick ones, you know. Uh-huh. And he would sit, he would lean sideways. <laughs> and then one day he picked off like a free guitar lessons off of a telephone pole and put it in there, and it blew up and it went everywhere. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. That sounds like something I'd appreciate. That was a great show. So I was too young for Seinfeld, man. You, you know you can still watch it. Is it on Netflix now? I actually think it might be. Or somebody picked it up. Friends is on Netflix now. I don't like that show. Yeah, I watched like the first half of the pilot, and I was like, I, I can't take this. <laughs> My wife is going to be upset that I officially said I don't like it. Oh, man. Is she is she making you watch it with She's her? a big frenzy. <laughs> Is that what they're called? I don't know. Or were called? Did they have terms like that back in the... Was it in the 2000s or 90s when Friends was really big? Yeah. I don't think they had those terms back then. Okay. Like they didn't make stuff up? No. People weren't creative they until weren't, at least weren't. 2010. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Wow. If that's what you want to call creativeness is making up names based off of Absolutely. the name. <laughs> that's what we do all the time. Here. I know. We're such good pod... On-demand radioers. <laughs> Podsters. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. The Dow sucks. Yeah. We now know why. Uh, well, remember, we're making it positive. The Dow isn't the greatest, but there are some that are far better. But here's what is. <laughs> the S&P 500 is the... Best? Are you going to beep that out? Sure. I'm going to need, I'm gonna need like, a yeah. Okay. I didn't actually say it for our young, <laughs> young listeners, but, okay. you know, I wanted to infer that I said it. Do it again. <laughs> the S&P 500 is the... Okay. <laughs> okay, great. Um, so as the name indicates, uh, so S&P is Standard & Poor's. It's uh, another measuring... 500 companies? Yep, it's Bam. 500 companies or so. They kind of well. fluctuate in and out. And they're based on market cap, which is the total value of the company. In other okay. words, instead of looking at your $1 bill and my 100 pennies and saying <laughs> that yours is worth more, Damn. they would look at the total value. That's so the, the market cap of each company. Okay. Um, so the S&P 500, which is almost always the second thing listed under the Dow Jones. Yeah. Um, and then the Wilshire 5000, which includes – it's it's around 5000. I think currently it's 3900 something, but it's that's thousands. Not even, that's not even close to 5000. They could try a little harder, couldn't they? <laughs> yeah. That's why I said S&P first, okay? Okay. Give me some credit here. Um, the Wilshire people, they're trying. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's excellent. Good job. That's not 30. Uh, so yeah, those two indices are, uh, much broader. So they cover a lot more industries. They get a lot more sample companies from each well. industry. They just represent the whole market a lot better. And in the olden days, the Dow was calculated by hand before we had the ability to put together big yeah. elegant spreadsheets. Yeah. The Dow made sense because it gave you some level of snapshot of the stock market. Have a small number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With, with a small number that could be produced every day. Yeah. Um, Whereas the S&P in Wilshire, um, now that we have the computing yeah. power, they're way superior. I think we should make our own. Call it the A and T grams. <laughs> yeah. Based off a of grams number. And every every day it's bigger <laughs> than before. We're going to include every single business, even the the one, people on Facebook that sell things. Dude, your wife, we'll your you. wife owns a business. 
She does. She does. She would love to talk about that she, sometimes. She's so opinionated. <laughs> she would. Oh, she's gonna. She is gonna hit us when she hears this. <laughs> I'll be at my home, and you'll be. You'll be at yours. I'll probably be at your home too. Uh, <laughs> you, you can seek refuge at my house. It's okay. She's like ten podcasts behind, so she's not gonna hear this for Great. at least a year. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad she's a rabid supporter. I mean, she's right. She loves it as much as everybody else. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, some other comments on the Dow real quickly. Uh, as a day-to-day thing, it's really not a good measure. But if yeah. you were to check it quarterly or annually, it's still a decent measure. Quit trying to make it sound okay. All right. It's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the even even the S and P and the Wilshire and the others, they have they're not perfect either. They don't capture the entire yeah. market, um, but it is a but lot better. better. Mm-hmm. So I'd be yeah. curious to see day to day the differences between the Dow and those other two. Is there a noticeable difference? Like, does the Dow ever say? I don't, what, what, does the Dow do the numbers between what they're quoting? Because they're measuring the same thing. Mm-hmm. They're just doing it differently. Right. Do they do they differentiate quite a bit? Um, the percents are usually about the same. Usually. Yeah. It's not, not always. There are days when like the S&P will be up and the Dow is down or vice versa. If they're usually the same then, then how does that show that, S- that the Dow is bad? It's because the S&P is measuring something real. The Dow is essentially made up by picking the companies and yeah, picking the devices. At this point, Dow probably knows they're not good. They're so just they're, they're waiting for S&P to come out. <laughs> Just kind of going with it. Uh-huh, they're like, yeah. "What do you guys? What'd you guys get on number one?" <laughs> see, it's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Do you know? Uh, this is just random stock trivia for you. Okay. Do you know the most valuable single stock? I do. What is it? BP oil. Oh no, man! I have no idea. It's no, a good guess. It's a good guess. Um, no. Berkshire Hathaway. Uh, Warren really? Buffett's company yeah. that he owns. If you type into Google BRK-A, you'll see that a single share of Berkshire Hathaway is over $200,000. Wow. Mm, yeah. It's never been split, never been divided out. Um, um, so that company would wreck the Dow. <laughs> uh, so I'm assuming it's not on the Dow. No. Yeah. For sure it's not on Warren, the Dow. Warren, man. Cheeseburger in paradise. Right? Right. No, that's something different. <laughs> Jimmy Buffett, Warren Buffett, it doesn't matter. It's uh, the same. They're all places to eat. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's pretty. So, so in spite of having a two hundred thousand dollars share price, yeah, the company is, you know, half as valuable as Apple with a hundred and fifty dollars share yeah. price. That's too bad. So you know, Apple's just ruining everything for everybody. Warren Warren Buffett's doing okay. I don't feel too bad I for him. Know. He's probably he's probably getting food stamps. <laughs> probably, <laughs> he pays a lower effective tax rate than his secretary. Yeah. So they say. That's no good. It's something. But I bet his secretary makes a lot of money. So probably his secretary better. probably does all right. Yeah. I imagine anyone that sees Warren Buffett on a daily basis at work is probably doing okay. I would imagine they don't have to do on-demand radio to help make up the extra money. Right. Right. I wish On Demand Radio made us extra money. Dude, it's coming. <laughs> One of these Just days, our goal should be to have self-proclaimed intellectuals on the Dow Jones. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, that's a, that's a really great idea. Put your goals high. Perfect. <laughs> so you can never reach them and feel bad about yourself. It's going to be great. Well, uh, if you guys have anything else that you think uh, sucks. <laughs> you know, I, I, I when, I, when we first... When uh, we when you first threw out this idea, I thought you know this is an excellent idea. I 
I guarantee you I can get on Google and find like hundreds of things that are completely outdated and we shouldn't use anymore. Mm-hmm. I actually couldn't find much, hmm. which I still believe that there's a lot out there. I bet there's a lot of things, which I'm not going to go into because it won't matter too much to anybody. But there's a lot of things in education that we still do, yeah. little tests and things we use. It's just kind of like, yeah. this really isn't good anymore. But for other for reasons like we already do it so much, it's the easiest thing. It costs too much money to go with the nice things. Yeah. We just don't do it. Mm-hmm. I bet there's. I bet at personal level or career level, I bet in your job there's oh, a lot yeah. of stuff done. Yeah. That's just it's just done because the because way we've it's always, always been done, it. done. and yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. It's outdated. Yeah. But hey, costs money to change, right? That's right. And time, mm-hmm. and, and effort. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. There you go. Okay. Thanks everybody for listening. Go subscribe wherever you listen to us. Rate us on iTunes or wherever else. Mm-hmm. Email us if you think that the things we said suck don't suck. Yeah. You're wrong, but yeah. we'd love to hear from you. Exactly. So. And uh, we want to be your one in 60. What? <laughs> Didn't, did I not mention that at the beginning of this podcast? Was it this oh, podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've already lost it, man. One, 60 podcasts suck, but there's that one that always... So that's our new catchphrase. I'm a host of this show, and I don't need to remember the stuff we say. <laughs> what hope do we have? Crap. <laughs> well, Self-claimed election. Uh, yeah. You're one in 60. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Okay. Uh, we'll talk to you next time. See ya. Ten centimeters a one decimeter. Ten decimeter say that a one meter. Say ten meter a one decameter. Say ten decameter that a hectometer. Ten hectometer a one kilometer. But when you drink your beer, you drink it in liter. And when you drive your car, you drive it in meter. And when you buy the armor.